Exactly. Yeah, we live. Why you always just you ain't even let me know that though? Because I like the cold. I like the cold open, son. Yo, what if, it get the conversation going a little bit easier, son? Yeah, what if instead I had a, just, yo instead of just doing that, son, it get the conversation going a little bit better. But what if I had a boogie or something like I was digging in my nose? Well, I mean, we'd have cut that out in post. But it is what it is, son. How could you cut it out if it's live in the post? So that hey, means well, that... the people who see it live are gonna see it, and then I'll take it down. I'll put the video back on Facebook. Yo, you feel you, me? You wildin', bro. Well, if we put it on YouTube, I put. Hey, you feel me? It is what it is. Why are you always you always doing that, bro? Anyway, before we were really interrupted by Mister Boogeyman over here, <laughs> we uh we're back again with episode two of the Real Talk podcast with Rich and Zay. So uh. So who's who's Rich and who's Zay? I'm Zay. I'm Rich. I guess that's Rich over there. You guess. I guess. Man, that's I mean, that's you, how you treat your co host man. Yo, is that who you are today? Who I'm, I'm going. Last, I'm going. Last like... episode we talked about you know being being who you are. <laughs> so I just want to make sure that's who you are who, today. Yeah, I'm 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 being rich today. I'm just being myself. More more time we talk and get this thing going, uh, more of our personalities come out. So um, so that that'll work out for me. You know what I mean? So that's good. That's good. Again, like Isaiah said, man, Real Talk Podcast. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in. We thank everybody for tuning in last week. Um, and the responses that we got, we appreciate it. We just, you know what I mean? Again, just putting out something in the atmosphere, um, something light, something fun, something that we could, you know what I mean, be loose at, you know what I mean? So like now you see that we just relaxing, chilling in the big couch and the game in front of us and stuff like that. So we just chilling today, you know what I mean? And just enjoying um, the blessings of God and everything else, man. Oh, yeah, we all Christians first, too. We, I like putting that stuff out there mm-hmm. because there was a point in my life I really didn't like putting it out there. Yeah, I got you. You know what I mean? So now it's like, again, I'm comfortable in my own skin. This is who I am. It's mm-hmm. almost like when when your parents are older. You know, when you talk to your grandparents, they be like, you ask them to go somewhere. Grandma, it'd be fun. You can go. No. You always <laughs> be thinking they be in their feelings, but... Mm-hmm. They know what they wanted at that age and didn't seen it all. I don't have to impress nobody no more. I'm just being me. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's one of the things I love about it too as well. Okay. Um, so Real Talk Podcast. So well, before we first begin, we always just want to ask how, especially Isaiah and myself, we can ask each other how each other week went. And I mean, anything interesting happened this week? Um, I know y'all doing the the virtual schooling thing. How is that working out for you guys, man? Um, It's, uh, it's pretty boring. I'm not going to lie to you. It's very monotonous and... Getting up at nine o'clock in the morning. Yo, oh, you said monotonous. Can you break that down, man? For a guy like me, what do you mean? Uh, you just keep doing the same thing <laughs> over and over and over again. It just seems like it doesn't stop. Uh, get up nine o'clock. I got a nine a.m. four days a week. So get up, roll over, and sometimes I'll come to my desk or I'll just stay in bed and stay in class because I don't feel like getting up. But like, it's the same thing every week. So you get up at nine, you can actually have a class just laying in your bed and just... Yeah, but it's not all it's cracked up to be, I promise. I promise it's not. Why? Why is that? Because you get very tired of it very quickly. Okay. And I... when you're in bed, it's easy to say, all right, let me just cut the camera off and go to sleep. <laughs> let me cut the camera off, cut the mic off, go to sleep. Like, that's a very easy option to take. That's why a lot of times I'll just come out to my desk mm-hmm. and... Have class at my desk because at least I won't have the urge to just go in bed and go to sleep. That makes sense. I mean, it, it is kind of different, mm-hmm. you know. what I mean, from what we're used to, um, like you said, it takes some some really getting used to, to for you to actually 
change all of a sudden with everything that's taking place. And like you said, I'm not a desk guy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. for me to sit in one place for one, two, three hours and not really move and be more flexible, that's, you know, I, I don't really like doing that. Um, so I can understand if that's something that you don't really like, it's kind of hard for you to really like get really into school, but you Absolutely. know, it's something that you got to do, Absolutely. um, outside of just, you know, getting that part together. Does it still feel like school, um, everything else around it? The work still feels like, well, the work honestly feels more like a job. If I'm going to be honest with you, uh, it feels like school in the sense that I'm getting grades. Mm-hmm. And it's making, it's furthering me, further on my path for my degree. Right. But almost every other aspect of it feels like I'm someone who's in a virtual workspace. We have deadlines, we have meetings. Some days we're supposed to have class and hey, we we just don't. But the work still got to be submitted. So sometimes it feels more like a job than it does school. Okay. Well, welcome to the real world. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, sometimes, you know, things life throw you a little, as they say, they, if they throw you lemonade, you make lemonade or you, was it lemon? Man, lemonade? if they give you lemons, you make lemonade. Yeah, but you know what? I, but that's the point of you being my co-host. So if I do say something that's out of hand, you'd be able to correct me. So True. how do you know I didn't do that on purpose? Anyway, so I'm glad that you yeah. had a good week this week, mm-hmm. How about which you? is good. Me personally, um, my weeks are just about the same. And I mean, going in, going to work, grinding, stuff like that. I'm going around fixing people's stuff. Um, so really nothing really crazy really happened this week for real. So mm-hmm. um, same old week, just you know, just doing what I can. Blessed to be working and all that stuff, of, of course. Um, blessed to have the opportunity to um, to go out and work so that I can pay um, the people to do the jobs that work for us or work for me. Um, that's a blessing as well. Um, and then communicating back and forth and, you know, just... When stuff get complex, you know, they look for you, people look for you to solve them. So, you know, that allows me to work on my leadership skills, you know what I'm saying, and work on different aspect of what it is that I want to do. And that helps me in, in churches and stuff like that. And that's the great thing of, as far as um, being involved in our church and working in church, you know what I mean? It, it helps mm-hmm. our leadership. Um, and then, like I said, like we talked about last week, it helps everything else around us because, um we're learning different things, how people think, how different people are, and how you handle people differently in Absolutely. different situations and stuff like that. So that's teaching me, um, again, how to be a, a leader just in case if I do something that, or God has greater plans that I never thought that I'm capable of doing, I'm getting the training that I need right now. Right. You know what I mean? So that's the benefit of it. So, um, again, that's good. I'm, I'm with that. You know what I mean? So, yes, um, so I do have a topic that me and you, we, we discussed before, mm-hmm. but- uh, we we're we're different on it. Okay. LeBron versus Michael Jordan. Okay. Go ahead. Start it off. We you mean start? I, I introduced the you topic. Introduce, okay. So, so who do you feel? Or- who is to you, in your opinion, who is the goat? People want the goat, the best player that you've ever seen, or the best player period. I would have to say LeBron. LeBron, you you saying LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan? I'm saying LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. You sure? That's that's what you you really think that, or you just saying that just because it's something you just want to go contrary to what? Yeah, I, I I think I genuinely do think LeBron is better than Michael Jordan. Okay. Why? When you look at, if we go body of work to body of work, they're they're comparable. If you go 
championships. They're not comparable. They're not comparable. Mm-hmm. In the sense that Mike has won more, but LeBron has been to more championships, more finals. Right, he's because been to more finals consistently. Because Mike, yeah. Michael Jordan retired. Well, that's Michael Jordan's fault. How's <laughs> it Michael Jordan? And let's not forget about the times when Michael Jordan couldn't get there. Yeah, but everybody couldn't get yeah, there. Well, when he, he got there, he never lost. Okay, but he got there, got there six times, and he couldn't get there after that. Because LeBron's he was been there old, ten, dude. He's been, okay, LeBron's been there ten times. Yeah, and he only won four. Okay, he's been there ten times. And he only won and four. And he's been there eight years straight. Okay, Michael won the six finals. I wouldn't say straight because he, he, he didn't go to six he, straight finals. Yeah, he took a hiatus. Yeah, he took a hiatus. And then let's not forget the two or three years where he just couldn't get past the Pistons. Yeah, either way, I think Michael Jordan is better. Um, I would say LeBron is probably more talented. I would give you that as far as everything that comes with it. So would you say that Michael Jordan is the better player? I would say the better player, yes. Why? Because of the mentals. What 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 about Michael Jordan makes him a better player than LeBron James? Because especially of, if we're talking about the mental in the game of basketball. Because well, LeBron James is probably the best basketball player who's ever played. You could say the person that has the most talent that probably ever played. No, but, I'm just saying if we're talking fundamental basketball, LeBron's probably the best f- basketball player to ever play. But we act, you acting like Michael Jordan. All right, so if you say Mike LeBron is probably the best bas- best basketball player in your opinion. Right. Michael Jordan technically speaking can score um way better than LeBron can. Has more moves um post up. His game is more refined than than Kobe than Mike than uh LeBron James. LeBron don't even have a go-to move. Like if if you say what is go-to LeBron's go-to move? He get doesn't have a finishing move. Out. Who? Get to the basket. That's but he doesn't even really get to the basket that often. Like he tries, but then he limits himself by not really putting forth get, effort. Okay, so so that's one. So if we're going go-to moves, we're going to effectiveness of these moves, right? Yeah, Michael Jordan still was effective shooting over fifty percent. Absolutely, I, I agree. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, when LeBron goes to the basket, is it or is it not effective? It's effective to a certain degree. Yes, just like you know, there's there's someone there to prevent him from actually going to the basket, which is the center, of course, and all that. I do agree with that. But as far as, like, to me, all right, I would say passing, probably LeBron is better at passing. I would give you that. Shooting, I don't think LeBron is better than Michael Jordan in shooting. Okay. All right, so I give Michael that. As far as rebounds, uh, LeBron probably averaged eight, Michael averaged six. So I guess you would probably give that to LeBron. Okay, fine. But as far as that, okay, and then the intangible, which is, the mental aspect, so the, the mentality of Michael Jordan, is what gives gives him the edge to me over LeBron because I enjoy watching LeBron play basketball. Right. I admire his gift. All right. Um. So, but there's times when I watch the game, I'm like, okay, it's almost like you are not playing. All right. So mm-hmm. just to say you, Michael Jordan, and I'm just a role player. Okay. There's a certain point in the game that we're gonna play the game, but I can only get to a certain level. Okay. But you can get to a level that is so far beyond everybody else on the court. Right. Um, to me, LeBron picks and chooses when he gets to that level. Right. Michael Jordan, for me, is always in that level. So there's no, like, he will always get us over the hump. I'm not saying he's going to win every game, but he definitely gets them over the hump more times than not because he's already in that 
that he has that mentality. Okay. Like there's times of LeBron, it's almost like LeBron has to wait to a point where adversity really hit him. Like when he went to Boston in game six, like, yo, mm. we about to lose. Like we really need this joint. Okay. And then, then, then that's when it comes out. But for me, Michael Jordan always had that. And that's why you can say he never lost because there's points in LeBron's game where I'm like, LeBron, just take it over. Take it over, please. Just take it over. Mm -hmm. and, and I've been watching him for 17 years. And, and I still say that even this, even this year in his finals, at points I want him to take over, but he just doesn't do it. Okay. And yeah. I feel like this is why we'll never have like a solid definitive answer on who's the greatest of all time, right? Because when you think, when you say the mental, you're thinking of what makes this individual person the greatest basketball player on a team, in a team sport, which makes them like, if I am one person, how can I make the most impact on the game, right? Yeah. Like I said before, LeBron is probably the best basketball player to ever play the game because LeBron plays basketball the way it was intended to be played the best. He makes the best basketball decisions out of anybody who probably ever played basketball. Um, I will give him to that to a certain degree because Michael had to learn how to trust his teammates. LeBron seems like he already does that from the jump. I would give you that point. Of, that's, that's, the, that's the point you were trying when to When I factor in things like, and this, of course, this conversation is always going to be harder to have because basketball is not an individual sport. All right. But when you play a sport that's designed to be a team sport, you got to make the best decisions that involve, that revolve around the team. All right. So just like how in, uh, what was it, game five? When LeBron went to the lane and then kicked it out to the open man. That was a good play. It was it was a great play, but he missed a shot. Yeah, the dude missed a shot. Michael too. Jordan, did if that he's too. in the lane, he he's, he's done that before. Mm -hmm. But more likely than not, Michael Jordan is going to go and try to draw the foul. That's fine. And uh, like I said, Michael Jordan can shoot better free throws. Exactly. But when you think of the better basketball play, okay, you're going to say the better basketball play was kick it out to the open man. It all depends on your opinion, but I, like I said, I, that's one of the points that we're going to disagree on because we can definitely see where this is going. Nowhere. Absolutely. <laughs> so you got that. You got your LeBron. I got Michael Jordan for further notice. All right. So one of the other things that we wanted to add sometimes is like a testimonial. You know what I mean? Because we want to, again, this is a Real Talk podcast. Your boy Rich and you got Zay, my co-host, uh, my, co my partner in crime. Um, so we also want to give God praise in everything that we do every time that we get on here so that people will feel comfortable in doing it. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um, I don't want us to, yeah, we got different topics that we can talk about, different things that we people are comfortable in and they want to listen to and watch and all that stuff. But we got to focus on um, on God and then he'll be able to lead us in the direction that we need to go to. So one of the things that we wanted to add to this, this today's show is just basically just give like a testimony that we've had, even if it's been, if in, even if it's within the last year, the mm -hmm. last few weeks, if we have one to give, we can definitely give it. I know for me personally, I had one a couple of weeks ago, which is kind of weird, man. Like I told you when we talked last time, um, the pandemic extreme has helped me tremendously. Um, like I said, because I had time to really mm -hmm. uh, focus on God for a while, which helped me because I needed it. You know what I mean? I was definitely struggling at, at that point. So I needed it. So um, the other day I know I was... It's like six o'clock in the morning. I was I was asleep. I normally get up earlier than that, but this time I was for some reason I was ex 
extremely tired. And I just woke up and I was like, man, you know how when you wake up and you're like, I'm going to just go back for sleep for like five minutes. Absolutely. Five minutes turned into like an hour. Mm-hmm. So when I woke up, when I was sleeping, I had a dream. So I went back to sleep and I had a dream. I had a dream that a dude was at my front door in the crib, right? Mm-hmm. So the dude was at the front door in the crib. And when I opened the door, he was just standing outside my door. And I was like, yo, what you doing at my door? And then he started running. So I started chasing the dude down the hallway through the parking lot, yelling and screaming like, help, help, he trying to, you know what I mean, trying to rob me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And nobody would help me. Nobody would help me at all. So I was like, what the heck is going on? And then when I finally saw a cop down the street, he was so far down the street driving his car going straight across. Mm-hmm. I, it's not like if I yelled, he could hear me or he knew what was going on because it was so far out. Right. So when I woke up at like 6.55 or something like that, or 7 o'clock, um, I woke up, boom, 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 bang on the door. So I'm like, what the heck is that? You know what I mean? I went to the door, boom, police was there. You know what I mean? So police was at the door, was like, look, Mr. Davis, he was like, you Richard Davis? I'm like, yeah, I'm Richard. And he was like, um, um, somebody smashed your car down the street. They were drunk, um, it seemed like, and they hit your car. And my car was damaged on the side. It hit the rearview mirror, hit uh, dented the side of the, the driver's side. So that was smashed in. They didn't have any information on the person. All that was, you know what I mean? They was gone. It looked like they ran out of the vehicle or whatever. And I didn't know that, you know what I mean? That made me feel, I wasn't even upset. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was almost like God showed me something. He was basically talking to me within that time frame for me to get up and actually go to work. I was like, man, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate God looking out for me and helping me in that way. And um, like I said, from 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 that day forth, I'm, I'm I'm trusting them a lot more, and our relationship is getting better because again, we talk about having that relationship with God. It helps you in so many different aspects of your life, um, and I and I take God with me everywhere I go. Absolutely. There's times now where I figure out like there's days when I when I know I'm like down and and like man, what's going on? Why am I feeling the way I feel? And I, and I just go ahead and just turn, hit my phone. Hit, hit the scriptures in my phone and just start to play in my phone like I'm reading it so that I can get back what I need to get, like, mm-hmm. you know, getting real fuel back in my body because my energy is low or something like that. But um, God is amazing, man. So that's one of the benefits of of serving God at times that he shows you things, bro. Like, just, like, people that, there's people that don't believe. And I, and I understand it depending on how you was raised and your background and everything like that. But there's so many people that don't really believe because there are times that we go through things and we don't share those things. You know what I'm saying? Like right. we used to have testimonials. We have testimonials now in our church. Mm-hmm. And I used to be the dude be like, unless something really serious happened, I'm not going to share it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And some people are reserved like that. And now it's almost like, yo, like if if Isaiah does something to me that really meant something to me, why wouldn't I not share with somebody else just to give Isaiah? You know what I mean? Just to say, look. Isaiah's a good dude. He's a good person. He helped me out in this in this aspect of my life. Why would I help? I, you know, what I mean, share that information to, to just to promote how great of a person you is. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, and we got to promote how great God is, bro, because that's gonna help somebody else to to want to believe in Him as well. Because it's like I said, I, I used to be reserved with what I when what I what it is that I do, and now it's almost like I'm slowly breaking out my comfort zone that mm-hmm. I don't even care no more. You know what I mean? I'm not even concerned about what people might say about Richard anymore. Maybe because I'm getting older, man. And then it's like, I have to be this person because I've always been this person. Just It's just that I haven't revealed it to a lot of people. No, that's real. Yeah. I definitely respect that. Yeah. Appreciate that, man. So I know next next time, if anybody got any testimony you want to chime in, you can do that as well. Um, we'll definitely help you guys out with that. So we got a couple of things, man. I know you said that you... um. 
wanted to discuss um, this thing that's happening in Nigeria, man. So I know you know more about that than I do. So I'm going to let you go ahead and talk about that, brother. Yeah, man. So uh, if you don't know me, uh, well, if you do know me, I'm a political science major in school. Uh, and if you don't know me now, you know I'm a political science major. But so all things international relations, international politics, local politics, national politics, all those are really like a... Those are things that I follow. So I'm one of those people who I watch CNN and I watch Fox and I watch MSNBC and I read Bloomberg and I read the Huffington Post. I read the Atlantic. I do all these things to keep abreast on what's going on in the world. And currently, if you're not aware, there's a movement called the NSARS movement. And what that is, is SARS was a government government facilitated police organization in Nigeria because in the late eighties through the nineties and early two thousands, there was a large amount of personal violent crime. So that was robbings, mainly uh, muggings and robberies and armed okay. robberies. So it was a, uh, it was a rampant problem in Nigeria and much like any other country in the world, when there's a problem that's, widespread throughout the country, the government steps in and takes necessary action. Okay. The issue with SARS and in Nigeria, Nigeria has, in the more recent years, within the last 15 to 20, has the government, excuse me, the government has known to become very corrupt. It's a, Sometimes you look at Nigerian politics and it's almost like a uh, it's almost like a comedy show on how just how corrupt and how openly corrupt the politicians are. And that because corrupt people create more corrupt people sometimes Mm -hmm. it trickled down. Oh, yeah. So the SARS police force, basically, they went from bringing down a lot of the muggings to bright to forcing people to pay them bribes Mm. or you're going to get arrested or saying there was one interview where a victim of police brutality said, well, you know who I am. Mm. You know what I can do. So if you don't pay me such and such, then I can shoot you dead in the street and nobody about it. So the youth of Nigeria and the millennial population, you can say, has started an uprising calling for the end of this government-sanctioned police brutality. Mm -hmm. And I just want to bring everybody's awareness to that. So the things that you can do, you can sign petitions, you can repost the things that you see on social media, you can bring awareness to these things because in countries that are developed and semi-developed, they'll lose a lot of their inter- international funding or they'll they'll receive the pressure from international organizations and the international community and it will force them to change their laws and such a fact that because of the uprising Nigeria has i believe they have started to repeal some of the policies that SARS have been working on and even working on getting rid of the whole police force mm-hmm. Because it's one thing that we want. You always want people to be treated fairly, no matter who they are, where they are, and who's treating them fairly. Because 
police brutality isn't just a black and white issue. Sometimes, right. obviously in Nigeria, there aren't many white people there. Mm-hmm. So it's a black on black issue as well. And it's more so a power issue. Okay. So you want to sure that people are treated fairly and equitably. Mm-hmm. And if you guys have any questions, you can send me a message, yeah. send me an email, anything that you guys want to hear about. Just let me know. But I just wanted to bring you guys' attention to that for those who may not have been aware. Cool. Appreciate that. So, yeah. um, so like I said, that's good information to really know, man, because how do we, how we, we present that information now, especially dealing with um, what we're dealing with today, what's going on in the U.S. is somewhat similar um, in certain instances. Um how do we get to the point, especially dealing with the church? Like, how do the church at times, how can the church get involved to even help some of these situations, understanding that people out here are really suffering, um, people are really dying and getting shot and killed? Um, what is the job of the church, especially if you're in a community where the community is hurting? You know what I mean? At, at, as, as a church, as a body, um, it's our job at times to, pay, to definitely pay attention to what is going on around us, man, because... Um, this stuff is really hurting a lot of families. You might not be going through it personally, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm I'm not going through it personally, so um there's times where certain things that people go through I don't really understand it because I'm not I've never been through it. Mm-hmm. But I can be sympathetic. I can I can I can be there for you. I can help you. Um whatever um whatever connections or um that I might have, I'd be able to to help you with those connections to get to where you need to get at. Absolutely. So that's the, so that's the thing as as church um, there's times when um, people are crying out, especially some of the young, the young, the younger, younger generation. They are crying out because they sometimes, you know, when you're young, man. Look, I've been there. I'm still young, so I'm not gonna act like I'm a, I'm the old guy in the room, right? But there's times when you you just react because of reaction sake, right? But there's times when you need to react, where you have to react in order to get people's attention to make sure that. You know, I mean, something is being done. There's awareness there and stuff like that. So, as a church body, we can we can get more involved in the community because there's so many churches, man. And that's the thing. Um, you go in every corner. There's so many churches. I used to always wonder, like, it's so many churches, but the impacts seem to be so limited. You know, what I mean, like, why why is that? Why why is that that there's so many churches, um, but the impact is so small? What do you think when you when you when I bring that question or pose that question to you, like what do you think might be one of the issues why the impact is so low? We're understanding that the job of the church is to make sure that we um, help those who are less fortunate and poor and who needs help and um, trying to help bring people to Jesus. Um, you know, I think a lot of it. I mean, it's there's a number of different reasons why that could be, but yeah, I think I, part of it sometimes is people's distrust for church people's distrust for people who some people have been wronged in church maybe and that just because they were wronged one time that kind of scars them forever yeah and then there's the people who just haven't had an encounter with god to know that this is the place where i need to be or sometimes the church really might be doing something shady and that turns a lot of people away from again away from church in general right but you know the bible does say that if you win one soul 
consider yourself wise. Right. So everybody can only you you go one at a time. And I think that there are so many churches because when there is so much and so many options, I feel like everybody has their own way of winning somebody. Right. And that just gives more opportunity for people to be one. Because, of course, we are all one global church at the end of the day. But you're right. There's a lot of small congregations, a few very large congregations. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think everybody, whether they execute it well or not, has the same goal of winning souls. So it might just be an issue with... Like you said, there's so many different options. Mm-hmm. So you can almost say we're basically saturating ourselves by having so many churches and so many different opinions. When at the end of the day, we should all have the same goal, right? Mm-hmm. We believe in Christ. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we should have all the same goals, the same common goals, mm-hmm. realistically, so that we can go out and help people. And um, I do somewhat agree with that to, a, to an extent. Um, it can be a little bit saturated. Um, there can be different information in each church depending on where you go, depending on how who the pastor is and the leadership and stuff like that. Um, so, like I said, I do agree with that to a, to a, to, a, to a degree, to an extent. It's just that to me personally, um, just from the outside looking in and understanding we're dealing with churches, I just, like I said, we're not here to blame anybody. We're just having a conversation mm-hmm. um, so people can feel comfortable um, with who they are. And again, don't forget, Real, Real Talk Podcast with your boy Rich. And Zay, of course, um, it's just that churches at times could be the their approach could just be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It could just it just could be wrong the way that you, especially if you don't know the person. Right. You know what I mean? So if it's almost like even I, I don't even really want to just say church. Mm-hmm. Like if you and I, right, I see you for the very first time, and for for whatever reason I prejudge you uh, or prejudge you in a way mm-hmm. or look at you like yeah Zay got on a, a scully and he got a do-rag he he must be you know he must sell dope or sell drugs if I come at you in that manner knowing not even really knowing you you know what I mean mm-hmm. that could make you become extremely offensive mm-hmm. with our first interaction right right so there's times when to me personally I just think that um from a church we got to come from it come from it from a different perspective Right, mm-hmm. I think that at times we gotta really get to know who people are, so they can mm-hmm. actually trust you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And 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 that's a big part of it as far as trust. Like I don't trust too many people, man. I you know what you. I mean? I, I really don't trust too many people. Um, so I have to build that trust with you that I because I'm an honorable person. I've always been like a real loyal person. Mm-hmm. So for me to express that loyalty to someone I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, that's not that's going to happen. You know yeah. what I mean? So our interaction got to be somewhat pretty decent so that you can f- make me feel comfortable. So whatever guard that I'm holding up or, you know what I mean, I can let that down a little bit and let you in. Mm-hmm. But if we come at it from that approach, I I know for sure that would be extremely helpful because now I'm able to tell you who you are as I build that comfort with you. Right. right? And, it, and it develop over time. Then I'm. Then you're able to turn, tell me certain things because you know me now, and I know you, so I know how you act. So when I get around you, there's certain things I know I'm not going to do because that's that's Zay. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Zay is an honorable man. Zay Zay 
um, goes to church and do things right. So mm -hmm. when I come to, to to Zay, I gotta make sure that I'm I'm right. You know what I mean? I gotta make sure that I'm good. Mm -hmm. I just can't come to you any old way now because I know you now. Right. So now you can just teach me different things. I think that we gotta come from it at times from a teachable moment because mm -hmm. we all been there, bro. Like, yo, I, I don't, I, I never act like I'm the dude that wasn't out there. Yo, yo, right. I was out there, bro. So. Right. When people say certain things, I'm like, yo, y'all act like y'all never did nothing. Like you was born a saint. You know what I mean? Like you weren't that's not how that's not how it was. Don't forget well, where you came from, right? Because well, here's the thing. A lot of people do think that about themselves. And as much as because we understand that that's just not true. Right. That even though you may not have been certain places, there's a certain point in your life where you had to make the decision. To just go all in. Right. And but I think the argument that you're making inadvertently is supporting the reason why we have more churches. Okay. Because the main reasons most people or most new churches get started is because either somebody felt the call on their life to pastor mm -hmm. and they decided they were gonna open up a church. Or they felt the call in their life to pastor and they didn't like the way things were being run at their church. So you got a church that broke off from another church. That's what a lot of churches are. Churches that broke off from other churches because they didn't like the way they were treated. Or they didn't like things, the way things were run. Mm -hmm. And what happens is you get a situation where you got a little something for everybody. Right. So if, like you said, bring back your example you go to a church and I come in and I have on a beanie or just whatever, right? Something about me is not how you like church to be. Doesn't matter what it is. It's just not how you like church to be. Mm -hmm. So you chastise me and you criticize me for da, da, da. Now I don't want to come back to your church, but I'm out looking for a church. So next Sunday I'm at the next church mm -hmm. and I go to this next church Nobody, everybody's welcoming me with open arms. Mm -hmm. Everybody's really nice. Everything seems to be kind of scripturally sound. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're just showing love. Like, everything's good. So, when I think about, all right, which church am I going to go to next Sunday? Am I going to go back to this church? Am I going to try a new church? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to go back to the church where they were just criticizing me the whole time? Well, it's almost impossible for me to go back to the church while being criticized the whole time. And it's highly likely that I'm going to go back to the church where they were really showing me love. And I might go visit another church. Mm -hmm. But you're going to go where you feel comfortable. Right. And that could be anywhere. Some people want to be in the church where it's very old-fashioned and very conservative. Mm -hmm. And just that's what some people want. Some people want a little bit more modernness in their service. Some people like those things, mm -hmm. but there's a little something for everybody everywhere. And mm -hmm. I think a good church has something for everyone at their church. Right. And you, I mean, of course, you know, you can't please everybody, but you can certainly try to make everyone feel comfortable. Right. And I think that's what a, a good church does. There's a difference between a good church and a bad church. You make people feel comfortable while holding true to your doctrine. Right. And whatever it is that your church, whatever doctrine it is that your church may practice. Okay. 
But like I said, the way again, the way that I, I I try to come at it and look at it, I'm always coming coming at it from again because I again I'm a I'm a goofy guy. I mean, there's things that I take seriously, and there's times that I'm always joking and playing around because I'm a big kid at heart. So I try to make people comfortable in a way where I might just jokingly say something so you know what I mean a person can laugh or something like mm-hmm. like you said make people feel comfortable and stuff like that so I think if we come at it from that approach like you just mentioned that will definitely help a lot you know what mm-hmm. I mean like that would definitely make people feel comfortable make somebody want to be there and then of course they pick and choose depending on the doctrine and what is going on there um because people do have a choice and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm I'm always a big proponent of like give me the opportunity to really choose because if you don't I'm always I'm looking at it like you're you're forcing me to pick something maybe I just don't want it because you're not giving me right. the, the the you know what I mean the mm-hmm. truth you know what mm-hmm. I mean so that's what it's all about so that will help you later on in life um, to understand that if you give people the opportunity to choose and just just do what you can you know what I mean like do what you can it's, you don't have to always um, try to be something that you're not and we always promote just being yourself uh, promote. Um, understanding that, you know, Christ is first, Christ is um, the head of our lives because that's how we were raised and that's how we was brought up. But Christ also still gave us the, gave you the opportunity to choose or not. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, And that's the great thing I, I love about just reading scripture and reading, uh, knowing about Christ is the ability to choose mm-hmm. because there's so many people that's manipulating the truth mm-hmm. that it doesn't even give you a real, you don't really come up with a real answer because that's not the real truth, right? Because mm-hmm. it's being manipulated. So that's one of the things that I like I, I love about it is that I got an opportunity to choose. I mean, if, if I choose wrong, then, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, choose, yeah. if you make the wrong choice. Yeah, it's a consequence. I mean, yes, yeah, it's on you. That's There's consequences. Yeah. But, you know, the opportunity to choose is definitely a powerful thing. I think the more, the more you give people free will, you allow them to express their free will, uh, Sometimes they're going to make the wrong choice. But if you've mentored them enough and mentored them the right way and create an environment where they can ask questions or where they can be comfortable, more likely than not, they're going to attempt to make the right decision, attempt to make the right choice. Not to say that people aren't going to fail, but nobody's perfect. But they're going to try to do the right thing. And I think that's what's most important. I think a lot of people get into a church environment where they can't be comfortable enough to to fail. Not to say that you should be actively trying to fail, but that they make it as if you don't make a mistake, if you make a mistake, that you're not going to be forgiven for making a mistake. Yeah. Not, But not the sense that you shouldn't be striving to do better. Everybody falls short. Yeah, we all we all make those mistakes. Some, some I mean, but some mistakes are uh, one of the things that, um, as far as the mistakes, I remember one time having a, a conversation with your mom and dad, right? Mm-hmm. And the conversation, I don't know how it came up. It was mm-hmm. just like basically was like um, we they came to the conclusion was like um, there's certain experiences in life that you don't have you don't have to go through. That's true. And I was always the guy who was like, well, you know, they said, you know, experience is a better teacher, right? Something like that. That's mm-hmm. the saying. So when I spoke to them, at the, we was at the dinner table one time, and they was like, well, just think about it like this. 
if I told you that around the corner, somebody's shooting around the corner, do you have to go around the corner to find out that they're actually shooting? Or, you, or I can just tell you from my experience that that's a bad corner. You don't have to go around it. You know what I'm saying? So there's certain things that in life that we don't have to go through because somebody else already went through that. You know what I mean? So it's in certain instances, I do agree, the experiences that you go through in life will help you. But there's people that go through certain things that you don't have to go through those situations, man, because it's not going to help you, right, to get to where you need to get to because you're you're creating another stumbling block that somebody already went over already. You know what I'm saying? So you don't need to go through certain experiences because your parents already went through those joints. So that's what your parents are there for to help you and guide you to over to to help you and guide you to go through certain things that you that they already overcame so you don't have to go through that. I mean, and I absolutely agree. But what I will say I didn't think that before until we had that conversation too. Yeah, but what I will say is again, life and things are all about choices, right? So there are stubborn people who are still always going to go around the corner if they see if they hear somebody <laughs> shooting. Well, hey, I don't hear no gunshots now, so I'm going to go. Right. But at the end of the day, if they go around that corner and as soon as they hit the corner, somebody starts shooting, it was a mistake that they made. Yeah, Not but did say, you have to? No, of course, been, right. There, there's right. no mistake that you make that you have to make. Okay. I don't think that's... But a mistake is an error, so it's not yeah. like you're, um, when you're making a mistake, it's not like, it's almost like writing on a, on a piece of paper. You're, you're not doing it consciously. Yeah, exactly. It's something that happened by accident. Exactly. So so even though in that mistake, if I told you don't do that, mm-hmm. to me, that doesn't sound like a mistake to me. It just, especially if, if I'm already forewarning you, we're sitting down having that conversation right now. To me, that's not really a mistake. It's just the choice that you've made because- you just wanted to do it because it depends on your maturation process or your your thought process at that time that we're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. So if you're a teenager in high school and you're in college, mm-hmm. for you to really make that mistake after mm-hmm. we didn't told you about it. Not saying that you there's certain things that you could come from come from come back from that you the mistakes you made and some of them you can't. Mm-hmm. So for me to protect you as a parent, I don't want you to make that mistake because that mistake could be deadly. Right. You see what I'm saying? So that's the point that I was really trying to make is like, there's certain things that Zay, Isaiah don't have to go through. There's certain things I didn't have to go through because our family protected us because they didn't want us to go through that because they already been, they already been down that road. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for me to go down that road, it's almost like, it, it, to me, it's kind of, as the scripture says, it's foolish because yeah, absolutely. the scriptures tell you that, that it's foolish for somebody if you don't learn it says a wise man learned from others' mistakes. A foolish person work for, learn from their own their own mistakes. So that's mm-hmm. me paraphrasing it. So don't 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 arrest your boy. But mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, we we do have to take that in consideration right. when we're living our lives. That our that our parents and and experiences that we go through. Sometimes we don't have to go through some of them. Yeah, jobs. absolutely. I'm definitely you not. Know? I'm definitely not advocating for not taking heed to good advice. Yeah. Well. That's just where we are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's just how it works. So um, outside of that, man, like I said, everything else is good. The Real Talk Podcast is what we call. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Today was more like of a, a serious tone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to get certain things off our chest, just to figure out um, how we really want to do this podcast, mm-hmm. what it is that we really want to talk about as we get familiar with it. Um, 
Um, Because, again, this is me stepping outside the box. I've never done a podcast. I've been on a few radio shows. And from when we was at the radio show that we went to a couple times and sat in different studios and did some different things a couple years ago, um, I was like, man, this is something that I can really do because, one, I enjoy it. And it's no it's no pressure there because I'm just being myself, you know what I mean? Right. So um, this is who I am at my core. So um, so this one, like I said, this podcast, this second one is a little bit more serious than the others. But we're just filling out different things just to figure out where we really want to go, mm-hmm. what it is that we're trying to accomplish, and what's the best method to take, how we want to do this thing. So um, this is not about Rich and Zay. We're definitely going to make sure we consult God and his lead us in the direction that we need to go to. But some of these topics that we do talk about, are things that we've either experienced ourselves and stuff that people that's our age and younger really talk about in our inner circles when we do go, um, especially like when you go to church conventions, man. Them mm-hmm. church conventions back in the day when you're growing up as a little kid, you you had to sit next to your parents. Now as you get older, you know, yeah, be like, I'm like, sitting in the back. Yeah, <laughs> like, if we're at a district convention or a regional convention, even a general assembly sometimes, uh, I can, you remember from just me being older now, there are times where if I'm sharing a room with my parents, I may see my parents when I wake up in the morning, but I'm probably not going to see them until way later in the day. Mm-hmm. Maybe when it's time to eat and probably not even then, probably not until we all get back in the room at whatever time we all get back in the room. But if I'm in a different room from my parents, I'm probably never going to see them until service. And I might come and speak to them and say, what's up? Make sure that they're okay. But other than that, I'm going back to doing my thing in whatever it is I'm doing at the convention. So I definitely understand that that this is a definitely a podcast for our age group. Right. We'll, we'll say the more mature teenagers all the way up to probably around 40 because, you know, you're pushing that. But uh whoa man. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. The truth. Yeah. That's one thing we're not gonna do is lie to the people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we are gonna keep it real, like it says real talk podcast with your boy Rich and Zay. We do agree with that, yes. That's what it's called, but there's certain times you might have to just, you know, let me know a little bit, tap me on the side, you know what I mean? But like Rich, this is what I'm about to say. You forty. Like I'm not forty. No, you're not. I you're didn't not. say you were forty. I said you were getting there though. Uh, uh, you I'm, passed the halfway mark, aren't you? I mean, I, I mean, who's counting? I stopped counting after a certain period of time. It doesn't oh, even really? make to keep oh. counting anymore. Oh, um, yeah. you know, with COVID, all the days seem the same. So, mm, okay. yeah, I'm still probably 25. Mm, got you, I'm got not you, really got tripping off of that. Got you, got you, got you. But either way, at those con- at those church conventions, man, that's one of the things that we uh, we as I mean, personally, there's times when I had to. I guess this is me telling on myself, which is something that I don't normally do for my generation, but. Those conventions at times, man, could be a little bit long, man. So sometimes you go to the bathroom like, I'm going to be back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll be back. And you just never come back. You know what I mean? You just never come back. Because they're just so long-winded, man. I mean, I, they be, I, I don't know. Maybe because I've been, the older, the, you know, the older I get, it's like I know what I'm looking for, what would keep me there, what don't. Mm-hmm. And then you're not forced to be there. I think that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Is that you're not forced I, to I think be it's there. It's actually no more. longer when you're forced to be there. Because if but you are forced to be there, you have to, if you're not interested, you're dreading most of it. 
So, like, oh, man, this is going for how long? You start to count how long the sermon's been going. Mm. Sermon's supposed to be 45 minutes. They done gone an hour and 15 minutes. minutes. And you just like, when is this person going to come off the state, come off the stage, off the pulpit? But, like, once you, again, have choice on your side, if you want to go to the room and go to sleep, as bad as that might sound, if you've been running around and moving all day, and I know in my case, a lot of times that, I've been there taking photos. I've been there playing music. Mm -hmm. I've been there helping people out doing different things. Mm -hmm. And by the time the evening service is on on its close, I'm really tired. (laughs) Sometimes you want to go back to the room, but then you find out service is over, and now the young people about to go do something. Now you all of a sudden got all this energy, and it's like it's a it's a new vibe. It's just totally different. But like I said, when I was when we was younger, man, we had no say in the matter, really. That's true. So it's it's almost like when you used to hear those stories, man. Your parents used to say, man, we used to go to church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and even on a Sunday. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're going to church so much, they, the atmosphere is like church now. So we waking up mm-hmm. early. We dressing up. Then we going. Like when we leave and we supposed to be on vacation, especially like when we go to Florida. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like... Eight o'clock, you already out the door, and you don't come back until like seven, eight o'clock again. You be like, man, that's, I feel like I went to church all day. Like that's the that's what that's where I get. So there's times when I might have to just I'm dipping off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I sit in the back. I'm good. You know what I'm saying God can reach me from back here. I think his arms is <laughs> his arms is long enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying the highest heights, the deeper depths. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he can reach me from back here. So there's so because again I have an issue. I have a attention span. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if it's if you good and and you like if there's certain preachers that preach their their command for the crowd is so awesome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they'll tell a joke in there, they hold your attention. Mm-hmm. But like after 30 minutes, I don't care how great you is. Like, bro, like <laughs> it's about the time, homie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like that's not taking place because you gotta hear singing. That's not a fart. That's just the thing. I just wanna <laughs> let y'all know. But there's the singing, there's the dancing, there's you know the preaching. So everything else plays in it just make it so long. I'm like, yo, bro, like, nah, I gotta, I gotta find something else to do. I gotta get out of there real quick. You know what I mean? Just to get stretch my legs and then come back in. And mostly it'd be all of the young people outside. And we just tripping. Just 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 geeking and tripping. So um, but outside of that, man, like I said, man, um, we got a great opportunity again to do a second show. Um, we appreciate everyone that tunes in, listen, watch the joint. Um, just help us out as far as, you, you know, anything that you want to hear, have us talk about, chime in. We'll definitely help you guys out with that as well. Um, but this is an opportunity for us to really say what's on our mind and be comfortable about it, um, to be as transparent as possible, mm-hmm. um, to feel comfortable and at ease. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, I know under church at times can be a little bit structured and, um, there's certain jobs and things that we got to do within the church, which is fine. I'm with that. You know what I mean? We're involved in it heavy. Um, but, you know, I, I want to bring those people, especially those people that um, was in church at a certain point, And they feel like, you know what I mean? They feel maligned. They feel like the church did them wrong. It's an opportunity for us to open up, especially as young people with your feelings and your thoughts of what's going on. Because you got to express them. You can't really hold those in and hold people 
um, hostage to your thoughts and your ideas. Even though you're angry and frustrated, it's an opportunity for you to, to have a release with an outlet. After, and that's what we're presenting. Yeah, like I was having a conversation after we ended uh, the first episode last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically they were asking me, well, what was our what was our goal here? Like, right. What were we trying to do? Was this like a was a Christian podcast? Was this a podcast with Christians? And I like had to make the decision. Well, it's is is both because our goal, at least what in my mind, this is what it is to uh, have a place where young people can listen to and interact with and have conversations that. You have with your fellow church young people, but outside of church, like there's things that we talk about that we talk about. We never really get to talk about. You don't get to talk about them in church. No, you get to you you go to church and if you're in youth group, it's oh this is how you gotta do this. This is how you gotta do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Make sure you stay away from this. Stay away from that. Granted, those things are very important, especially when you're young and you need to stay focused on your walk with God. But also, sometimes you want to talk about who's better, LeBron or Michael Jordan. Like, sometimes you want to have those conversations. Sometimes y'all do be on your phone in church. Yeah, and let's not act like people don't be on their phone in church. <laughs> looking up and watching, looking at YouTube LeBron, videos, Facebook, looking at LeBron, sta- looking at LeBron stats when you uh when you're supposed to be listening to the sermon. And the game <laughs> is on and you at the convention and it's nine o'clock at night, but the Lakers are playing. So you mm-hmm. checking on the stats of the game while you know you're supposed to be looking at John three sixteen, yeah. but you know I, ain't nobody going hey, StockX ordering shoes and exactly, Jordans. Exactly, absolutely, like it, it's happened. So just we want to be able to have a safe space where people can talk about and interact with the things that everybody talks about, just in a very Christian way. Yeah, and like you said, I think it's definitely both. But I don't want anybody to get a twisted. We're Christian first. We we that's we are Christians first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we're here to promote Jesus Christ. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Through our our presentation of what we it is, it is mm-hmm. what we're doing with the podcast, our, our actions, like who you see right now, me, that's me. Mm-hmm. Who you see right now, Zay, that's how Isaiah is. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there's there's this is who we are realistically in our life. That's the right. truth that we're giving you. But at the same time, these are the we want to have those same conversations, some interactions, um, of what really takes place in church. Because again, I don't I don't know. There's not a lot of people that's privy to some of these information. Mm-hmm. You see, what I'm saying on the outside looking in, they don't really know what's really taking place outside of what we present to them on a Sunday, right. because it's already been completed. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like a behind the scenes, and it's conversation that needs to be had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's conversations that need to be had between the leaders of the church and the laity mm-hmm. because there's things that's happening that's very important to those people that's not heavily involved in the church. And there's questions that need to be asked, and they're not they're not being asked, for one, because maybe, you know, you're not, um, you're intimidated to ask a couple of those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, two... As a church body, they might not be listening to the question that I'm asking. Right. Or they don't even know the answer. But mm-hmm. I will respect that if you said you don't know, rather than you ignoring me after I ask a question and act like you didn't ask the right. question. So this is this is where that is going at. And this is where this podcast is going at, is to help people the best way we know how um, 
to have an outlet and express themselves mm-hmm. and not be judgmental. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We, we're not we're not for that. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I definitely agree. I just uh like I said before, this is a safe space. So if you have questions and comments that you want to talk about, things you want to hear us discuss, questions you've always had, definitely just send one of us a message on Facebook. Uh, if you have our phone number, send us a text, give us a call, send us an email. Uh, like, just get in contact with us. Get involved. Yeah, get involved. It's geared towards younger people, younger folks. But um, that old, the folks coming yeah, too. If you're old footing, you're listening. Hey, man, you're yeah. welcome here. Again, you got it's, you got wisdom. This is love. This is for everybody. Yeah, yeah you're definitely you're right. You're right. You it's, do it's have you do have the wisdom. You do have the knowledge, and we need to hear that. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, this is not a dictatorship. And we got wisdom and knowledge for you. You gonna see? You gonna be up on the latest fashion trends? You gonna know what shoes is the right shoes to buy? So when you go grand grandkids, some. Some joints, you're not walking around with the with the whack joints. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. You won't be cool, grandparent. You know exactly. Yeah. So that's how we're gonna do that, man. So I'm definitely with that 110. percent So, like I said, this is the second episode of the Real Talk podcast. I know we talked about some serious issues there, um, and it was it wasn't as light as we was before. So mm-hmm. we understand that. But like I said, we're filling ourselves out really to figure out what it is that we're trying to do. Um, this is you know, I mean, this is something that we always wanted to do. We just really didn't know when and how. So that's why I say as young people, instead of just waiting for the opportunity, we just like, man, let's jump out here and see what the people is, see what the people want, see what it is that they um, that needs to be said. And they'll, they'll dictate to us or help us out to make that decision at times that we need to make. So I'm with it, man. I'm with it 110%. I know today was a little bit um, later than it was the last time at 5 o'clock, man. But Isaiah, if y'all don't know, Isaiah could cook. You know what I'm saying? That's that's one of the things that um, I know how to do a little something, something. You know, his mama told me a little something, something. My mama told me a little something, something. But Isaiah gets it in, man. So, um, you know, he's Chef Boy ID over there, man. So anybody needs anything done, man, that boy can throw down, man. Hey, man, I appreciate the love, man. I yeah, 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 man. You be getting it in, man. So you got you to promote yourself, young son. There's, there's a saying that said, if you don't promote you, then who going to promote you? You got to promote yourself, young fella. Let, let them know. Let them know your attributes. You know, when hey, you start. Man, is that what they say, man? I guess so. Yeah, remember, remember when you watched that movie with Kevin Hart and The Rock? What was that? A Jumanji? Mm-hmm. When he hit the chest and you saw the attributes? <laughs> you gotta let him know the attributes. You know what I'm saying? I'm like 5'9", you know what I'm saying? I weigh 175, 200 pounds. You know what I'm saying? I can cook. I got my own car. You know what I'm I got my own bedroom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So are you advertising me to a dating service, sir? No, I'm just, I'm just trying, trying to... trying to put me on Christian Mingle. I don't know what's up with this guy, sir. <laughs> No, I'm trying to throw me on Christian Mingle on the podcast. No, I'm not trying to put you on Christian Mingle. But, you know, this is me. Just, you know, just promote promote, promote my brother. You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with that? No, I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Got to promote, man. We got... I I had to get comfortable in that space, like I told you. Like, as, you know, just growing up in Christian, it's it's almost like, no, you can never talk about you. It's not about you. You're not really talking about you. You're just promoting what it is that you're doing. You know, your strengths, of course. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you never know what could come from that. You know what I'm saying? You never know, man. So I ain't going to Christian Mingle though. You on your own with that one, man. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, bro. You was out here talking about some oh five nine, about two hundred pounds. Like, what 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 do you, what do you I'm not a wrestler, son. You're introducing <laughs> me like that for a son. 
And in the <laughs> <laughs> in the red corner. Hey man, I I just wanted to highlight you for this podcast, man. Hey, bro. Because you always sure. highlight my age, man. You know, so I had to get you back. So hey, bro. So hey, hey, cool. I'm I'm comfortable in the skin I'm in. So. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. Me I'm too. Glad, I'm definitely sorry. comfortable, man. So um I know it's like been an hour and it's eight o'clock, man. So I'm thinking it's one hour. That's good for yeah, me. What you think? One hour is good for me. One for good for me. So, so again, Isaiah, what are they supposed to do? What podcast? What is called the Real Talk Podcast? Real Talk Podcast. Cool. I'm Rich and Zay. So okay. if you got any questions, comments, concerns, just hit us up. My yeah, name on Facebook is Isaiah Weir. My Instagram is Izzy.dub. Uh Richard's name on Facebook is Richard Davis. Yeah. It's I don't exactly how you think it is. Uh <laughs> All right, what's my Instagram? Yeah, what is me? your Instagram, son? I, I I made something. I, I don't know, man. I I think uh, what's what's is Richard Davis. I ain't changing. All right, so is you talking about the username or the nickname on it? Yeah, the one people can search you by. That one up top in the up up. Oh yeah, there. it's is Richie Rich D O two. Okay, Richie I just Rich got on Instagram. D-O-2. I just got on Instagram less than a month ago. All this okay. time. Well, what you got to do is you got to post a picture of yourself or something, son. Ain't nobody going to follow nobody with some uh, with no pictures. You look like a creep. You look suspect, son. <laughs> like a creep. Who is this guy? All right. So I'm going to have to post a picture occasionally so people yeah, can see so that, like that it's Occasionally, working. my guy. Yeah, I'm going I'm to do it. I'm going to do it. What? All right. You I know what I mean? looking like a fake account trying to scam me. Out I, I told you, man. I was, I was a little bit leery. You know what I mean? I'm stepping out now a little bit. So I'm going to post some things. And of course, support your boy on Consumer Appliance Report. You know what I mean? That's another joint that that I do on YouTube. Um, Isaiah does all the editing and all that stuff in the video. And, and then he does video and editing. Man, man, I forgot to mention that, man. Hey, man. Hey, I, I, I just, listen. I You do I, a I, lot, I, I, young I, I, Yeah, I know. You do a yeah, lot. You know, know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't wait. All right, man. All right, so yeah, that'll be the end of the show, Real Talk Podcast. Again, it's me, your boy, Rich. That's Zay. And we'll definitely see y'all. Next week. Next week. We let y'all know the time and, uh, and date. Last thing. Uh, we're working on getting the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all your favorite places to listen to a podcast. So if you miss it on Facebook, you can definitely go and listen to the audio version where you may be driving to work or just chilling and cleaning the house or something like that. But uh, coming soon, two episodes will be out. So uh, love, peace, and hair grease, y'all. Make sure y'all go out and vote. Love, peace, and hair grease. Make sure y'all go out and vote. November 3rd is Election Day. Your vote matters. Don't let anybody tell you that it doesn't. Make sure you go and handle that, man. All right. I'm out. Peace. Yo, is this still live?